0: Welcome to Breakfast with an Alcoholic, episode 23, the European edition. As you know, we talk about addiction, recovery, how we got sober, and how we stay sober, usually from the Upper East Side of New York. But this week, our guest, Tatiana Gallardo, is near Bilbao, Spain, and I am in Copenhagen. And through the wonders of modern technology, here is episode 23, Tatiana is the super talented force behind the Substack newsletter Brazen Face. And to be clear, I'm the alcoholic at breakfast today. Tatiana is doing an astonishing thing. She bought a one-way ticket to Europe and is living a year of facing her fears and sharing it publicly. And one of the fears she wanted to face was living a life without alcohol. Tatiana is committed to a year of living brazenly, and you are not going to want to miss hearing about it. Pour yourself a cup of coffee and join us. Tatiana, welcome to Breakfast with an Alcoholic. It is so great to have you here. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here with you. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: So my name is Tatiana Gallardo. I'm a 24-year-old writer, originally from New Jersey, born and raised. Um, and now I'm currently talking to you from near Bilbao, Spain, this small town by the beach called Gecho where I'm kind of doing this creative, sabbatical, adventure, one-way ticket to Europe, but focusing on my own writing, freelancing on the side, um, adventure right now. And it's a big moment for me because this year I've left my job to become a freelancer. It's the year I've left alcohol to embark on my own life without alcohol journey, and now I'm uh, alone on this like traveling adventure, not really knowing what's going to be next for me, and, and really just like embracing every day as it comes.
0: That is so fantastic. And the part that you left out was that you are the immensely talented creator of the Brazen Face newsletter on Substack. Which is one of my favorite things. You are an amazing writer and a super talented illustrator, and it, I look forward to every uh, issue when it comes out.
1: Thank I don't you know so if much. I'm your
0: demographic, but I love it.
1: Oh, everyone is welcome to read Brazen Face. And yes, I did. I think in the in me getting caught up with like the fact that here I am in this mist of travel, Brazen Face is part of it. Um, because the whole premise of what I'm doing on Substack, where I'm writing and illustrating, is where I decided for this year I wanted to face all my fears, which included quitting drinking, quitting stability, going after what I really want. Um, And I've been documenting it with my writing, my illustrations, my photography. And I started it not really knowing where it would lead me, which I feel like has been actually the theme of this year that I thought I, I went in thinking, okay, I know what I'm scared of, and I'm going to do it and do it publicly so I'm held accountable. And what I found is that week by week, life throws balls at me where suddenly new fears arise and new plans either fall apart or take shape. And and I'm just living them now in like a, a public, creative way and feeling really electrified by what I'm doing on Substack. So
0: thank you. I think what you just said is one of the most beautiful things I've heard um, and, and you just were talking like you didn't read that or anything I listened to someone like you talk that way and I, I think you can only talk that way when you have come to a spot in life where you finally are being authentic with yourself I just think the way you described that was amazing
1: oh, thank you I mean it's, it's, it, I feel like it was a lot of years in the making for me to get to this moment of, of I, I suppose, not living in the most authentic way of denying inner voices telling me what I wanted to be doing and what I felt like I should be doing, and letting fear really keep me in the corner. Until now, I feel like I'm I'm breaking free, even though it is quite scary to be breaking free and still figuring it out. Like, I don't feel like I have it all figured out yet,
0: you know? But when you use the phrase, breaking free, like that doesn't necessarily imply that you know what's What's next? Right after that.
1: Yeah. right, And that's and the whole premise of Brazen Face of like, if this is the comfort zone, I am fully removed from it. Not even seeing it. Like, I don't even remember what the comfort zone feels like anymore. <laughs> you
0: know. How did you come up with the name Brazen Face?
1: Um, okay. Well, another thing about me is part of what I do for a living, now freelance, but before at an agency, is I um, work with brands to do naming copywriting, um, all things writing and including, you know, language, including names. So naming is something like I approach very strategically. And when I knew I wanted to do this project about a year of facing my fears, I was like, this is going to be the hardest naming brief I've ever had to deal with because it's my own. But as I like, went through some generation and started playing around, a word just kept popping to me that I vividly recalled learning when I was 12 years old, which was brazen. <laughs> and I remember sitting in my English classroom when the teacher was like breaking it down, bold without shame, and I was like, as if. I could never freaking be brazen. To be To live shamelessly, to live boldly, that just felt like something I could never embody. And I even remember like, just like the way it's spelled, brazen, with the Z, the B. There's, like, there's, like, there's energy to that word. That I was like, okay, a lot of people talk about putting on your brave face, but what if I really was about putting on my brazen face and being bold enough to go after scary things in front of the whole world?
0: One of the things that I was thinking about is the connotation to the word is not good, necessarily. Yeah. Right? You, you know, it gets used in phrases...
1: Brazen
0: criminal. (laughs) Yeah, it was a brazen crime and bold without shame. And it's what's funny is like we've even built the shame into that word.
1: Yeah.
0: Like it's kind of like, well, you don't, you obviously don't feel shame, but maybe you should.
1: Right. No. And and it's funny because the second I picked that name and launched brazen face, I suddenly heard brazen being used so negatively (laughs) in the news every single night. I swear it was like a brazen thief that breaks it like all this brazen energy. But when you when you break it down, being shameless and bold doesn't necessarily have to be a negative thing.
0: No it, no it, I just I'm, I'm really struck by that you know not not to turn this into an episode of wordplay, but <laughs> it's just so funny that a word that is defined as being without shame has yeah. come to denote something shameful.
1: I agree. and in a way, it's almost me now reclaiming this idea yeah. um, in part because I feel like I lived with so much shame, so many I think everyone lives with shame. And and shame is what really stops people from being authentic and living as authentically as possible.
0: I um, have had one instance where I truly believe that uh, God, my higher power, whatever, whatever that is, spoke to me directly. It was, of all places, in the locker room at the Equinox on 85th Street. And I'm walking in one day, and I hear this voice in my head saying, and this is what it says, and it says it in a voice that I've never used with myself, do the thing you don't know how to do. And that was it. very businesslike. And I went over to the locker room like, what the fuck does that mean?
1: I lo- I'm, I'm writing that down now because <laughs> so, that just gave me chills. Yeah. Do the thing you don't know how to do, which is like even hearing that makes my stomach turn.
0: All of a sudden things started popping up. and As I applied that as a filter, well, then all of a sudden like decisions got a lot easier.
1: Where did it take you?
0: well, this podcast, for one thing. But I was like, well, maybe I should do it. And I got some encouragement from the right people, which are, are, of course, a collection of people who showed up in my life. There is no rational way to explain it. So so talk a little bit about your relationship with alcohol. Um,
1: I mean, and candidly, like with the title, speaking of the name Breakfast with an Alcoholic, hearing that at first, I was like, Wait, but I'm not an alcoholic. Like you, you can't label me as such because I do not label myself as that. I don't even know what language to use, frankly, to call myself now. Um, in that, starting in May, at the end of May, I decided to stop drinking, in part as an experiment of, you know, I know I'm going to be traveling soon. I know alcohol is not serving me. What if I just stop drinking? And as the days added up, and I just felt a lot more clarity and confidence arise by not drinking, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to keep this going until I'm tempted to drink again. But thus far, it's been a little over three months, I just feel like I am not a drinker anymore. And, I've, and even coming to the language of now, like when I'm out or when I'm meeting new people and... Here in Europe, it's happened to me quite a bit, where like waiters will be like, "Oh, what well, can I get you to drink? What, no wine?" And I said, "No, it's okay. I don't drink." Like even just saying that has blown my mind. As as someone that used to associate adventure, travel, young adulthood, with sipping beer with my friends, cocktails, being quote unquote normal with like booze in my hand. Um, so now, so now to be here where I don't think I, I don't, I don't think I was an alcoholic or I am an alcoholic and that like, I haven't been an AA, but that said, I don't think I like, I had a healthy relationship with alcohol.
0: And to be clear, like breakfast with an alcoholic today, I, I'm, I'm the alcoholic. So, um, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's and, completely cool with me, but wait, um, and we're not,
1: we're not having breakfast either.
0: Wow, oh, you, you don't have to tell people that. Um, oh, sorry. Okay understanding like, is this something that's a positive factor in my life? Like, That's pretty amazing that you can, that you can look at it, you know, with that kind of, of lens.
1: Another huge impetus for me deciding to walk away from alcohol was I was doing this year long project about facing fear and, you know, going in, my word of the year was courage. And I found myself in Argentina doing things that were scary but also using liquid courage to do them. And that really gave me a lot of pause because I was like, you know, alcohol robs you of courage, yet so often we lean on it to give us that sense of brazen energy. And that's why I was like, you know what, for the remainder of this year, what scares me most is the thought of being brazen without booze, of actually having to rely on my inner courage to figure this all out. And that, that to me was like, okay, for the rest of the year, I'm not drinking.
0: Do you know what the first definition of courage is? Kind of the no. archaic one? No, tell me. The nature of coming from the heart. Cour, right, is the Latin and the French term for heart. And so courage is acting from the heart. Of courage is like a brilliant thing that you just said. It, but it
1: really does. Liquid courage is kind of celebrated. Yeah. Of like, oh, wait, guys, no, I need some liquid courage first. Like, haha. And I, and I, and I'm not, I don't want to shame that, but I see that like I used to be a part of that and, 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 you know, relate to that message. And I realized that that was not benefiting me in my life.
0: You start to look at it that way, and, and look, I mean, I don't I don't mean this, I'm, I'm not a person who thinks that no one should ever have a drink. Like, if I could drink, let me tell you, I would drink. Oh, I mean, you're taking yourself so far away from yourself every time, for me, every time I took a drink.
1: No, 100%, it was drinking to become someone. I'm really afraid that I'm going to move back here and not like New York, because I'm not drinking And I'm really afraid that that's going to say something really ugly about myself. You know, like, have am I, you know, even though I don't consider myself an alcoholic, am I the kind of young person that needs to kind of be drunk to enjoy going out, to enjoy, like, being in a bar or dancing? So that anxiety definitely stayed with me when I started, like, preparing for that move after that initial high of the challenge faded. Um... But then as I, like, started just doing things and showing up as, like, me, my sober self, realizing, like, wait, I can still be confident, I can still approach people, I can still make jokes, I can still dance, I can still do everything I thought I needed alcohol to do, but do it with a clear head, like, that to me was the biggest eye-opener and the biggest moment of liberation for me, truly, that after that, I, I started approaching, like, every time someone was like, hey, you want a drink, or a waiter would ask me, what can I get you to drink, like, I started being a lot more confident, rather than, like, awkwardly, you know, fumbling, like, oh, I'll have a non-alcoholic beer, or, like, water, you know, because in the initial days, like, that was definitely awkward for me at first, to, to, to not know the language of even ordering in a restaurant. And more surprisingly, there were a lot of friends, too, that were like, oh, really, like, tell me, like, I'm, I'm curious to learn more, or... Oh wow! I I was really surprised. A lot of people said, "I'm also questioning my relationship with alcohol right now. I'm trying to drink less. I'm wondering if I should walk away." And and I like was so blown away by that. And and once I like wrote when I illustrated that piece of like, you know, is New York City born without booze? Because that was truly my question. A lot of people reached out to me and said. Dude, i am also been sober curious. Like, your piece gave me hope. I've been wondering the same things. And I was like, dang, no one... Everyone's afraid to talk about alcohol because they associate it with alcoholism, even though there's not an issue with, you know, being an alcoholic or owning anything of your relationship with alcohol. Yeah. You know, you and I are both reclaiming names associated with shame with our substacks, And, it, I mean, it, it's, it's crazy how it's unfolded, you know, thinking of this path that... I'm taking with I'm making with every step I take. I did not, you know, think that I would become like documenting my own process of recovery. You know. Yeah, I me mean, neither. You right? Either?
0: One of the things that I think is fantastic about you doing this kind of honest appraisal, self-appraisal at your age, is that you don't get to the spot where I am, where you look back and say, "Wow, I mean, things could have been very different." Mm. That's a hard thing.
1: Thank God! Like, imagine you waited another ten years to be in the self appraisal. You know?
0: Yeah, yeah. It could always be worse, right? it could right? be, it could be worse. raining too. All right, Tatiana, I think it's time for the alcoholic lightning round. Do you think you're ready? Let's do it. It's time now for the alcoholic lightning round. All right, I like to. Uh, Disclose to people that I was once a practicing trial attorney. Um, Not sure how that figures into this, but now you know. We're putting time on the clock. Superpower, if you had one.
1: For me, superpower, if I had one, I'm 100% to be able to fly. So I could go anywhere, leave whenever, and just see more of the world.
0: Three words people would use to describe you.
1: Tall. I'm six feet tall. Creative and happy.
0: Talented people might throw into. Oh, you. uh, describe your personal style in one word. Colorful. When they make the movie Breakfast with an Alcoholic, and they will. Who do you think should play you? It's
1: a tough question because no actress is tall enough to be me. I don't think. Um. But I feel like um, Anna de Armas could be me. <laughs>
0: <All right. laughs> Huh?
1: cuban you know she could have some of that cuban energy um i'd pick her
0: are you more afraid of the terminator movies coming true or the planet of the apes movies coming true
1: Oof. planet of the apes though both would terrify me
0: but you are
1: correct on that one right. you answered that correctly
0: favorite pop tart flavor
1: blueberry but i don't really eat pop tarts
0: I'm sorry, the correct answer was brown sugar cinnamon. I didn't
1: know that existed. I'm
0: sorry. That is the only acceptable flavor for Pop-Tarts. I don't know. To me, things started to go wrong when they began introducing flavors like strawberry, blueberry, and s'mores. I mean, the apocalypse is upon us, as far as I'm concerned.
1: Um, Okay, I, I will try one in your honor if I can find one here.
0: It's all right, it's all right. You with flying
1: colors
0: (laughs) and it has been a real pleasure having you on today so thank you thank you so much for doing this
1: yeah of course i'm i'm really happy to have been able to share my story even though it's three months in the making though i guess it is 24 years in the making i should say to get to where i am but i'm very excited to continue this not drinking life Cool. we'll we'll, we'll be following you too
0: thank you that's another episode of breakfast with an alcoholic i hope you enjoyed it in fact i hope you enjoyed it so much that you subscribe and to make that easy i put a button down there you can just push it go ahead i'll wait cool when you subscribe you get the daily gratitude list all of the future episodes of breakfast with an alcoholic the liner notes the official discography and so much more the really great news you can subscribe today for free. I mean, you're probably also going to be able to subscribe tomorrow for free, but wouldn't today be better? Also, I know it's Alcoholics Anonymous, but it's totally cool if you want to tell your friends about us. It's thanks, F L M S, thanks for letting me share on Instagram and Twitter. And I put another button down there to make it super easy to share. So, subscribe. Like, share, follow, and I will be very grateful. On a serious note, if you need help or want to learn more, nyintergroup.org has a complete listing of AA resources in New York, and there's an intergroup site for every state and a lot of countries. If you want to ask us, we can try to point you in the right direction too. So that's it. You can look forward to the liner notes for this episode soon. And I'm already excited about the next breakfast, and not just because there are going to be pancakes involved. Until then, be well, stay groovy, go to a meeting, and call your sponsor. Thanks for letting me share.